0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And
1: I'm Matthew Bivens.
3: And this is the Doing It at Home podcast. The only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them.
1: Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood.
3: All right, you ready, babe?
1: Yep, let's do it, mama.
3: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, real quick, if you have not done so already, make sure you hit subscribe in whatever podcast player you are listening in right now. We greatly appreciate that. And also, you will know when episodes drop. You'll get the first notification of that. So go ahead and do that. And if you feel so inspired, we also really appreciate reviews and following us on social media, just all the ways that we can connect further as well and get to know you and just have you in our space in the doing it at home community. We're just so blessed to have you. So thank you. And links to that and everything are in the show notes. So again, in whatever podcast player you are using, there is a show note section a little description of the episode and in that are the links to our social media media mainly our Instagram D I A H podcast our Facebook and we have a private Facebook group for the community so it is free to join won't be forever so go ahead and jump in there and connect and in that group you will get info and content and things that we create will get dropped in there first in the Facebook group there for you and it's you know place where we can engage you you can ask us questions in real time we go live in the group we post videos and more resources there for you so really great way to have that back and forth connection and dialogue so make sure you join and then also I can't not mention the doing it at home swag, the have babies where you make them, shirts and tanks and sweatshirts, birth junkie, let's talk home birth. It is there for you and it supports the show, keeps our lights on, so to speak. So links to that, to the shop are from our website, diahpodcast.com. As I mentioned, new things will be dropped in the Facebook group before anywhere else. That includes our most recent creation, a guide for home birth partners. So this is a free ebook, entirely free for you to download immediately and download to whatever device you want to read it from. And this is for the home birth partners to support them and empower them in their process, in their role and in their journey. So this is uh, like I mentioned, a guide and it has, tips and lessons, real life tips and lessons from actual home birth partners from their experiences. So they're sharing with us answers to a series of questions. Uh, Matthew shares his input in there as well. And like I said, totally free right there for you on our website. Go check out the link. It's in the show notes for today and it's linked from all of our social medias. So now that that is complete, we can get into the birth story. So you know, the what happens if, the what, what if comes up a lot, right, in any birth conversation. And what, the what if, you know, whatever comes at the end of that, we don't need to ignore that. Let's let's get it out there and let's allow ourselves to process whatever comes up, whatever is after the what if. And today's interview with Mackenzie Gonzalez, she shares her journey to home birth with her daughter Eden. And we get into that a little bit, that what if, and so cool, so fun about the the journey that starts for Mackenzie. She was sitting on an airplane and on an offhand chance decides to listen to our podcast after just finding out she was pregnant. And by the end of that flight, looks over to her husband, Alberto, and says, we're having a home birth. <laughs> and also Mackenzie doesn't live too far from us out here in Georgia. And so another thing, another theme or, or topic that comes up in her story is the Myth or legend, if you will, of the eggplant parm, which we've heard about before in other settings, but there's actually a restaurant not far from us, an Italian spot that one of their claims to fame is an eggplant parm dish that puts lots of women into labor as they are near the end of their pregnancy. And so Mackenzie got herself some of that. And, you know, one thing, last thing I'll share, a big affirmation and takeaway from this conversation that everyone can get something from and and really appreciate, is you are no less of a birthing person if things don't go the way that you thought they would. That it doesn't take away from your power and your strength. And there is no right or wrong way to birth. There it is. Boom. Mic drop. (laughs) So quick word from our sponsor, and then we will jump into our interview with Mackenzie.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
3: Hey, Mackenzie, welcome to the podcast.
2: Hello. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for joining us. We're Mm -hmm. super excited. We've been chit-chatting away, and I think this is going to be such a fun conversation. So thank you, Mackenzie. Yes.
2: Yes. Thank you. I'm super, super stoked.
3: Yes. So fill us in a little bit. Tell us a little bit about you and your family.
2: All right, so we um, are actually originally from Florida, and then we um, recently, like two years ago, moved to Georgia. My husband and I, his name's Alberto, we live in Duluth, and we, 16 months ago, had our first baby, and her name is Eden Tyler. And so we just are loving Georgia life. I te- I'm a music teacher, and my husband is a soccer player, and we are just a soccer coach. Excuse me, used to be a soccer player, now a soccer coach. And we're just... Figuring out parent life.
4: Yeah. (laughs) So that's basically
2: us. Aren't we all? (laughs)
4: Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
2: Just consistently.
4: (laughs) Never
3: stopping the learning. (laughs) Uh, And we have a Florida connection, too. I did not know that. So whereabouts
2: in Florida? Yeah, I totally forgot about that. So, yeah, I grew up um, my whole life, Central Florida, Orlando. We have tons of friends that Uh uh, graduated from UF. I graduated from UCF. Um, Nice. Basically, yeah, like Orlando area our entire lives and then moved up here. Yes. So we
1: got a Florida connection. We got a Georgia connection. And Alberto and I have a soccer connection.
2: There we go. Yes. I played soccer my whole
1: life. So we gotta we gotta coordinate getting together and talk about Florida, kick soccer ball around, let the kids play with each other. This is gonna be great.
4: Yes. I'm about
2: it. I'm about it.
3: So tell us a little bit then about your family planning and kinda you know, when you became pregnant, what was going on there? Set set the scene. <laughs>
2: yeah. So we, um, knew immediately that we wanted to have kids. And, um, actually I think even before, right before we got married, I was like, I'm going to stop all forms of birth control. Like we want to get pregnant right away. Mm. And it didn't happen right away. And I had something called hypothalamic amenorrhea where I wasn't having a period at all. So it was a very long journey I worked with a nutritional midwife to get my period back. And then after about a year, two years of trying, we um, conceived Eden Mm. and were so excited. But because of that whole journey with having to change the foods that I was putting in my body and really starting to like meditate, like meditate more than I was before, do some yoga, like really understand my cycles and body, Mm. I went down the rabbit hole of like learning everything about birth. And then I stumbled across your podcast, and I was, and I had never thought about home birth before. And as soon as we got pregnant, I was like, "Hmm." We never really had a discussion about this. And then once I was like two episodes into you guys' podcast, which we talked about, I was like, "I think we're having a home birth." And then wow. I just went like super crazy with research, and we ended up going through with it. And it's the, honestly <sighs> the most awesome thing that we've ever done best adventure and I would not have it any other way for That's sure. so cool. So I am super curious. Can I'm you curious too,
3: take us back to that moment for a second? You had never thought about home birth as a possibility for you, yet you you hit the button to listen to a home birth podcast. What was what was it
2: Tell tell me about that.
1: That was my question <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah,
2: I know, okay, so su- we're the same. Nice. Super random. Super random. So I'm very much like way more than my husband, I'm a research person. Mm. So I like knowing all of the options out there. And I I can't remember. There was one person that had said something about it. I think it was a discussion, actually, that I had had with my nutritional midwife because she was working with me specifically to regain my cycles and learn my body and get pregnant. And she had talked about how she had, you know, delivered a couple of babies at home and that she practices up in Canada, the one that was helping me get my cycles back. And I was like, oh, it's like is that an actual thing or is it an
4: accidental yeah how did this happen
2: and so as soon as we got pregnant I just started looking up different podcasts about birthing Mm. and then I saw your podcast and I saw the Georgia connection Mm. and then I just was like this look this sounds really interesting I would love to just have the background information for everything. Like I was going to do research on hospital birth, research on home birth, research on birth centers. And I'd never really got to the other two because as soon as I got into home birth life and your podcast, I was like, yeah, no, this is this is what we're doing. Mm. <laughs> this is it.
1: That's pretty cool. So yes.
2: it was super, it was very random, but it mm-hmm. was, yeah, like super. I mean, like I told you guys, I was on, we were on a plane to go tell our in-laws that we were pregnant and I just happened to see your podcast and I was like I'll listen to this and see if it sounds cool and then I was hooked (laughs) so I kind of have goosebumps yeah (laughs) I'm glad that's like why you guys did this in the first place to get that information out there I honestly don't know if I would have got like really dove in you know met our midwives and really considered it if I wouldn't have gotten that perspective so much appreciation to you guys
1: Mm. You received that. Thank you.
2: She's going to be over here crying. You can take it over,
3: Matthew. You
1: are, you are crying. I
3: am. I feel very emotional right now. It's fine. <laughs>
1: yeah, I love it. That's awesome. All right. So, Mackenzie, you you get hot on the home birth train, and then mm-hmm. you shared that with your husband. What was that conversation
2: like? <laughs> I love the laugh. Not, not, not a mutual hotness, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> It was totally nothing that was anywhere on our radar. It was like I said, it wasn't something that I grew up. You know, none of my family had a home birth, and they were definitely a little afraid of it at first. And my that was never anything I discussed with my husband and I had discussed together. So it was very initially like, no, you're not.
4: <laughs>
2: mm. <laughs> no, we're not. That's insane. lot of panic which I understood and I was like very calm and I was like Mm. you know what we're not going to do anything that we don't 100% agree on so like hop on the boat with me do some research and if you're not 100% comfortable like we'll figure out a happy medium but I really think that this is going to be what's going to be best for our family Mm. and so he you know it's like, okay, like I trust in you and, you know, everything that you do with, with research, I'm not going to sit here and just be like, let's just do this and not <laughs> look anything up on it at all.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, so he, it was definitely hesitant for sure, but it was a very, I'm super lucky. It was a very small period of hesitation because I think we originally went it. yeah, we originally went into a hospital to have my first appointment and then I was like, I really want to go meet with midwives. And so we actually found midwives in um, the area that you guys live, the Marietta area. Um, amazing people, birthing way, midwifery. We love them so, so incredibly much. Mm. Um, we met with them. And as soon as the meeting was over, I was like, well, that's done. Like, we're not going anywhere
4: else. <laughs> this is, this, this wow. is
2: what we're doing. And surprisingly, I did not know how my husband was going to do with that. After that meeting and like talking to them for over an hour and we had, he had all, I was like, write down all your questions. Like any of your fears, ask all of it. Mm -hmm. And after the meeting, he's like, let's do this. Like I'm on board let's go. I'm so excited for this. And I was like, ah, I did not expect that turn of events, but I'm happy for it. That's, <laughs> yes.
1: that's cool. That's beautiful.
2: Yeah. It was very cool. But that's it was very cool. much that, you know, he got the reassurance as well because he had all of his questions ready and like anything that was really frightening him, he got the information Absolutely. that he needed. So.
3: I just, I love in this experience, we hear a lot of examples of this and I think this was the case for us as well. You know, dad, partner, whomever is honored in the process as well. And they are taken into the, the the process and the experience and they have a voice. And because they're acknowledged as being a big part of this, one from the creative aspect of why we're all here and what we're doing, mm-hmm. but then also regardless of the level of role they'll have in the birth, they are a part of that. And so I just think that makes such a difference. It's such a game changer. I feel like for uh, a husband, a partner, father to to just have that sense of belonging and confidence in the experience as well. And then you were kind of chatting, we were chatting earlier, Mackenzie, about how he's a huge like advocate and (laughs) will tell anyone about it now. And I just love how that can happen in this journey that, you know, you can take from the skepticism to the fear and the anxiety. And there's that possibility on the other side for, you know, dads to be the biggest home birth, you know, like shout from the rooftop folks over anyone.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh yes. No. 100%. And I totally agree with what you're saying and that we come back to it a lot when we talk about it and when he just wants to bring it up like with brand new people that we meet. I'm like, "Let's wait a minute." <laughs> 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 um, Let me tell you something. I'm like, "Let's not lead. <laughs> just hold on." <laughs> but um very much so that they have it, it's such a huge role. And that he constantly is like, "I love that I was such a big part of it." And mm. I think that it helps also with like the birth of a dad and the birth of the other partner, like the one that's not actually birthing the baby, like it helps with their transition into parenthood because they feel so connected and so heard and that it's a, it's like a team effort, you know, which is huge. And that was something that we really, really wanted. And I think that that was also a huge selling point for him and for both of us that we did this together. We decided to bring a baby into the world together. Like, I want the, the laboring and the whole entire pregnancy to be together as well. Like, I'm not trying to do this by myself. I want you to be a part of it. And he loved that. And that was his favorite part. He felt so much a part of it in a way that I don't think that he thought that he was going to be able to feel. Wow,
1: that's fantastic. That's so cool. And I, I want to give both of you props, you know, that. You came with questions, you know, for Alberto to come with a bunch of questions to the, to the midwife appointment. I feel like that really kicks the door open for, for dad and partner to be really excited and to be really involved when they can have those fears and apprehensions and anything that just makes them uncomfortable, have it be addressed. And it's, I just want to, for those people listening, partners, dads, you know, soon-to-be moms, current moms, whatever, like, encourage asking questions. Ask as many mm-hmm. questions as you possibly can. If anything is on your mind that makes you feel uneasy or tense or scared or whatever, ask it. Because yes. I feel that the experience that the two of you had, particularly with Alberto, feeling excited and feeling like a part of the you know, the journey where he was not for home birth and now he's this huge advocate, a big part of that is having all those things addressed.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Having all those fears mm-hmm. addressed, all the apprehensions, so ask those questions.
4: Great. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. And I love that you brought that up because knowledge is power and you're going to have less fear the more that you know about something and anything that you are terrified about, especially when it comes to birth, whether it's the the mom or the dad or any like whatever partner, that's going to manifest for sure. So you have to ask about it. So I, Yes, 100%. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> love it
3: cool let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll talk birth time
2: all right
0: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Okay. So tell us about your birth experience.
2: Oh, I'm so excited. I haven't actually (laughs) like really talked about Mm. it for, I mean, like a full discussion. So yeah. Okay. So I had a lot of practice contractions or racks and hicks leading up. Like it was, consistently, like, texting with the midwives. Because, of course, with your first kid, you're like, I have no idea what this is supposed to feel like. And everyone's like, you'll know. I'm like, okay. (laughs)
4: Yeah. I don't know.
2: So lots of tightening, lots of practice contractions, lots of – I think I had started losing, like, part of my mucus plug multiple times. And I was just like, does this thing just keep regenerating? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's happening.
4: (laughs) Does it? Um, that, it
2: actually, so, actually, it does, believe it or not. Like, if, oh, if you cool. don't lose, like, your full mucus plug and use little little pieces, we learned that, it will regenerate. Like, if you don't lose – I didn't lose the whole thing. It was just little parts and pieces were coming oh. out, and I was just like, okay. I thought it was, like, a one-and-done type thing. Yeah. Like, but it's not. It's like it a starfish arm. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, this is interesting. That's cool. <laughs> what a reference. So, Thank you, Bibbins. Yeah. Yes. I know. Stuck. Star- I like it, starfish arm, but really accurate. That's exactly what it's like. (laughs) So I was losing some of that, having lots of practice contractions. And then I was just like, she's gonna come when she wants to come. I was doing so much yoga and meditation to just try to keep my mind off of it. And then my dad was like, I read this article that Scalini's has their eggplant Parmesan and all that's women's (laughs) flavor. Yes. Yes, the ultimate (laughs) Georgian thing. And he's like, it's in Smyrna, let's just go, and who knows, and my dad was like, so about it. Yeah,
4: so So can we just inject for for out-of-Georgia
3: listeners, I believe this has been brought up on the show once before, (laughs) actually, by a Georgia mom. This is an Italian restaurant out in our area where, you know, the eggplant parm is the thing to get when you are getting towards the end of your pregnancy, and you're interested Mm -hmm. in expediting the process i guess and they yeah. have a wall i think of they, like the eggplant oh, babies yes, or something
2: <laughs> yeah and it is like multiple walls it's like basically the that's whole crazy. restaurant they it's so <laughs> many juju going babies on. yeah that's cool oh my god some juju for sure so i was like okay like well, i'll we'll go i don't really think that that's going to expedite the process but i love italian food so let's yeah go why north. not so i got the egg <laughs> yeah why not like it, the worst thing that happens so is no I lose scenario. <laughs> so yeah. 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 No, <laughs> no lose. So we went, we were all relaxing. It was my husband and I and my parents. Um, and then I went home and I was like bouncing on our ball our yoga ball. And I'm like, still having some Braxton Hicks, like some practicing contractions, but you know, whatever. So then I went to bed and, it, and then at 2am it was like, game time, mm. <laughs> like, Yeah, it was, it was insane. And I didn't realize since I'd been having Braxton Hicks that, um, they were, that was like the, my labor had started, I guess, really like five, five o'clock, six o'clock the day before. Um, and then at 2am it was like, boom, we're active. Like it was insane. Mm -hmm. And immediately I woke up and I was like, oh, so this is what everybody says when they know that they can feel it because I could time it and it was like feeling like those waves, like it was increasing, 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 and then it would just go away. And I felt it like in my cervix. Like I was like, whoa, I did not realize that you were going to be like, something's going on. <laughs> like uh-huh. right in my cervix. It's it's really working hard. Like you go cervix. Um, so immediately we tech, I told my husband, I was like, okay, this is actually it this time. So let's text the midwives and I'll keep timing everything. And so I just laid there and I I distinctly remember, like, listening to all of the birth stories from you guys and all of the other birth stories from all of the other research that we had done that I was just like, Mackenzie, like, get as much sleep as you possibly can because you have no idea how long this is going to be. So I tried my hardest to sleep as much as I could in between the contractions. But I want to say from the get-go, they were already, like, seven minutes apart, like, when they started. So it was, like, ah. Like <laughs> it got really intense really fast, so I would just fall asleep in between and then wake up and time them. And our junior midwife got there at like five o'clock in the morning, so it was only three hours later, and she checked me and I was already four centimeters dilated.
4: Mm.
2: And one of the, so backstory, one of the things. Um, Matthew, you talked about before with anything that you're like worried about or like how would you deal with situations like ask the questions. Mm-hmm. My mom, I'm a, I'm one of three, and she stalled at three centimeters with all three of us, and like could like they had to put her on like massive amounts of pitocin, and so mm-hmm. it was very much in the back of my head like I'm not going to be able to dilate all the way. So that was something that we consistently were talking about like what are we going to do if this this and this. So that was something that I had to like very actively try to let go. So when she got there and I was already past the three and I was at four, I was like, okay, but I'm probably still going to get stuck. And she like, stop saying that. Like, no, you're not.
1: Well, what did you, what did you do? So you learned that your mom got stuck at three. So then you had, from the moment you learned that to the moment that you go into labor, you have all this time for you to be trying to move through this, this idea Mm -hmm. that could become a block. So what did you what did you do to help you just release that and you know create a different reality for yourself?
2: I spoke on it every time that I felt it coming up. Mm-hmm. Like every time that I felt the anxiety of it and the what's going to happen if like this is my story too, I let it out. I talked to my husband, I talked to my mom, I talked to like some of my close friends, like anybody who I knew and trusted that I could just like vent it out, like just to speak to it. I would let it out. And then I would remind myself that it's not my story. Like it's my mom's story. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be the exact same thing that's going to happen with me. And I very much was having a lot of self-talk, even with having a home birth, because we had so many backup plans because you have no idea what's going to happen. I very much just like with the dilation and the progressing with the labor, had a lot of self-talk of like whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen and like you have to let go of this I definitely like to control things and plan things <laughs> so mm-hmm. let go of the control and the needing to plan and however it's happen is going to happen so lots of self-talk and then speaking to whenever I was scared or having anxiety because if you suppress it it's just going to keep coming back up yeah
3: yeah
1: oh that's great so, thanks for sharing that i know that some folks
3: definitely got, got something yeah, from it that hit exactly where someone needed to hear that oh i
2: hope that ang- the anxiety real and that i hope that that helps somebody because you got to speak to it for mm-hmm. sure yeah um it, it's I, I think it's crazy if you don't have fears or anxiety leading up to birth and like there's so many other things in life anyways but like it's such a huge thing you're mm-hmm. allowed to be scared like but definitely speak to what you're scared about because you're a human being like you're allowed to be yeah <laughs> be super impressive and crazy if you weren't <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a great quote <laughs> all right so okay. you get you get uh, checked and you're four centimeters
2: yes so the other thing and i'm sure you guys remember thinking back like what is labor going to be like mm-hmm. what am i going to be like in my house like i was very much like I'm going to cook. I'm going to walk around. Like, I'm going to be super mobile. Oh, yes, No, girl. no. Oh, yes. I definitely <laughs> was like, I am cavewoman. I'm not moving yeah! from my room. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't touch me. Don't talk to me. I need dark spaces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was the total opposite of, like, my personality and what I thought was going to happen. But I stayed put. Like, I was in our bed. I... Just continued to labor and dealt with the wave of fame. Most of it, I honestly, I know you guys talk about, like, going to, like, labor land, 100%. Like, you go to a different, mm. like, world, like, mindset. I, I, you just go through it. You, you just deal with it. And so the waves were really, really intense. But I was just focusing on, like, trying to connect as much as I could with Eden and staying as calm as I possibly could and t- continuously telling myself, like, let go, let go, let go, because I very much like to be in control of things like we discussed before. So it was just <clears throat> continuous contractions, continuous contractions, continuous contractions. And then she checked, she was continuously continuously checking Eden's heart rate and she was good. I was on the bed, on the floor, squatting. My mom and sister got there at like, I think seven. And then she checked me again and I was, six centimeters so it was continuing to progress and then just continued to labor labored in the bathroom tried the shower as it got a little bit more intense because i was like i will definitely want water no i did not <laughs> want water. I like, get me out of the water immediately um, and then i think it was around like 10 a.m she checked me and i was fully dilated so I was like, oh, okay, so probably it's going to be, like, push time. We're not too far away from meeting Eden. I'm just, I was getting super excited. So then they're like, if you want to, you can start, like, trying to push because you're fully dilated. Like, we're ready to go. So I want to say it was probably a good hour, maybe two hours up until, like, noontime that I was, like, actively trying to push and it is just the weirdest thing when you have no idea what that feeling is supposed to be yeah. like. Like, you have no idea how to engage all of those, like, the transverse and the abdominals and really, oh, my gosh. I was not doing it properly at all. And so nothing was really happening. And I had this feeling. I'm like, something's up for sure. Um, but my midwife, they kept checking. Eden was totally fine. So then, um, within this time, our senior midwife had gotten there. She is just fantastic, and I'm super grateful that we had her there. Her name's Rachel, and she's just absolutely wonderful. So she was there, and she was just watching over me, and you know, continuously checking on Eden. And she's like, "Okay, we're gonna do a little bit more of like an internal exam and see what's going on because you're fully dilated." And like, she's like, "Are you feeling?" like the urge to push, is it happening naturally? Like, are you, are you, is your body like basically taking over? I'm like, no, not at all. Like mm. everything that I'm doing, I'm really, really trying as hard as I can. And I don't feel, I don't, I don't feel like anything's moving. Like I was trying really hard and I, and I was like, yeah, it's not moving. So it happened to be that she was stuck on my pubic bone. Yeah. So her head was like stuck. Wow. Which was not fun. <laughs> and um, I was like, well, that makes sense as to why she's not coming on out.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, her
2: head was stuck. So immediately she's like, okay, there's some things that we can do that we can try different positions to try to get her unstuck. But I'm telling you right now, they're really difficult and they're really, really painful. And you're just going to have to understand that if you choose to do that route, like, it's going to be tough. Okay. Mm. I was like, Okay. Let's do it. Like, Mm. but let's, you know, let's just give it a try. So I'm not kidding you. During contractions, one of the positions that she had, I had to lay on my back and I had to put a rolled towel underneath the lower part of my back. So it was arching my back, but Mm. then I still had to keep my feet on the floor, if you can imagine that. So like laying down on your back and then having the towel and then pressing my feet towards the floor to almost like tilt the pelvis up Mm -hmm. to give her a little bit more opening. And I had to stay as still as I could during contractions
4: <laughs> to try
2: to move her up and out. Like, I couldn't move. Like, I had to stay in that position. So that was one of them. And I think we did that for a good, like, I don't know, 10 contractions, probably, like, 45, they like, 30 to 45 mm-hmm. minutes. And then she's like, let's try another position. So she had me on my side, and I had to, like, take my right leg up like towards my chest and it was almost like in yoga if anyone's familiar with yoga when you are like doing the twisting to try to when you're on your back before the ending pose yeah you take your leg over and yeah it was kind of like that but i had to like really hike my leg up there and stay like that during contractions <laughs> Not wow. Move. Huh. wow! so out <laughs> for mm-hmm. sure and my mom was, held, was holding my hands and my um, sister was holding my hands and my husband was there with me. And I was just like, okay, I just got to, I got to do this for Eden. I got to do this for Eden. Then we took a break from that and I labored on the toilet and she still was a little bit stuck. So the final part of it, which I still can't even like believe this was where my husband, he was part of this the entire time, just watching over and being there for me and holding me during, you know, all of the contractions and everything going back and forth, taking care of our dog (laughs) and coming back upstairs. Um, She, they had, I was on my back and they're like, okay, I'm, the senior midwife was like, I'm going to have to get her unstuck during a contraction and it's going to take a couple of times. So it's going to be that I'm going to have to internally go in and kind of help maneuver her from Mm -hmm. where she's stuck on the bone, but I'm going to need, you to my husband to take Mackenzie's leg on like one of her legs. Cause they had the junior midwife and then my husband, they were pushing my knees like towards my face as hard yeah. as they possibly wow. could <sighs> during a contraction. Wow. And the senior midwife was going inside to try to help Eden wow. get unstuck. That I'm going to discuss that shit was the most, <laughs> painful thing I have ever experienced. Like, oh my God, it was insane. And my mom, my poor mom <laughs> was there, and she does not have a poker face uh-huh. at all. Oh, and I told, no. I, yeah, and I told her, I was like, okay, because you guys have t- spoken a lot on, like, you have to be really careful with who you have in there, because right. if they're going to freak out, they that. So she was trying so hard. because We had that discussion. I was like, if you freak out, like, you can't show it on your face. Like, you cannot... Because I'll see that, and internally, like, you have to try to be as like chill as possible. So she like had to walk out of the room a couple of times. Wow. It was insane, and I'm I think that was happening for a good half an hour. Mm. That wow, that position where th- and my ha- my husband was like not wanting to jam my knee into my sure. face, <laughs> understandably. And the senior midwife was, like, she's going to be okay. Like, we're going to get the baby out. But, like, you have to push as hard as you possibly can. Like, Mm -hmm. it's going to help open, and it's going to help me to get Eden unstuck. And he was just like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like, it's okay. Like, just do it. Like, so that was, oh, my God. That was super. I will never forget that. That was so unbelievably intense. And, honestly, up to then, I will say... But it was very intense, but it wasn't like too crazy. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't to the point where I was like, I can't do this. That once she was really stuck, that was when I got to the point of where I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Mm-hmm. And my mid I distinctly remember my midwife telling me, like, you can do this, and I and I said, But it's really hard. And she looked at me and she's like, but not too hard. And I was like, mm, Okay, wow. <laughs> like, I can do this. Um, which was wonderful. Cause she was like, you, you can do this. Like you can absolutely do this. And her junior midwife too. Anytime I would look at her, we'd make eye contact and I would basically look at her like, I don't know if I can do this. She would not even say anything. She would just look at me and then I would nod my head and be like, got it. Wow. Like I can, I can do this. I can mm-hmm. do this. So after that, the insane position where they were like making me a human pretzel, <laughs> we got Eden, which is super fun. We got eaten unstuck and then I finally felt like the involuntary pushing. Mm-hmm. So I labored on the toilet and my water had not broken and it finally broke and it was like so much pressure and it, it scared the crap out of me. I was on the toilet and I'm laboring and laboring on the toilet is awful. It's so <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> it's so bad. And so my water like exploded, mm. and I was like, "What was that? Oh my goodness!" And they're like, "It's your water. It's fine. Like, calm down." I'm like, "Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, So I am back. Like, we're we're good. We're good. And, and then finally, I it was just involuntary pushing, and I I still she was a beast to get out. She mm. wasn't even that 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 big, but. She just wouldn't. She was so stubborn. She still is really stubborn. Right? So <laughs> finally pushed. Yeah. We finally got her out close to 5 o'clock. So she, they found that I was fully dilated at 10 a.m. And she was born at like 4.56 p.m. So it was a long time of like pushing and like really trying to get her on out of there. Yeah. Yeah. And when she came out, she had the cord wrapped around multiple times. Mm. And she did not cry. And that was the one thing that I told my husband and my mom since they are going to be there. I was like, listen, this is way more common than people talk about. Yeah. So I need you guys to watch some videos and see that because it is really terrifying when you see it if you have never seen it before.
4: Sure. Like,
2: but she's still going to be connected to the placenta. So, like, try your best not to freak out because if you guys freak out, I'm going to freak out. Yeah. And they didn't watch the videos. Oh. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Oh. So my mom <laughs> was like mm-hmm. – like oh no so she came out wasn't crying they started doing like CPR and immediately like they knew exactly what to do mm-hmm. I was super confident in our midwives she was like purple like right. she was it was it was very terrifying for sure but I'm, I'm like she's still getting oxygen from the placenta she's still connected it's gonna be okay and so I was just talking to her and I was and my husband went like silent and I was like honey like talk to her like Mm. just talk to her and he's like I don't know what to say and I was like just say anything and so then I just started singing Mm. I'm a music teacher so singing is my go to (laughs) Um, so I just started singing to her I started singing baby mine and then the midwife started singing and then they did a little bit of CPR and then she started crying and I was Uh. like yes we're good (laughs) it's all good by the wow. way, though, her heart tones were totally fine the entire time, but it was mm-hmm. very terrifying. And I thought my mom was going to, like, pass out because yeah. she was videoing when she – unfortunately, our midwife – we always talk about this. She's videoing when she first was born, but she panicked and stopped the video when she saw that mm-hmm. she was, the cord was wrapped around. And the midwife was like, did you continue videoing? And she's like, no, because mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to happen. And it really was not a very long time, but it's still, you know, it's good to see that like that can happen and they're still, okay, like it's way more common than people understand with that cord being wrapped around. But she had a beautiful cone head for being stuck. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) She had a Um, long head and she has been talking and screaming ever since. So her lungs are totally fine and (laughs) she's great, so yeah, that was, oh that was gosh. our story of having lovely lady. That's your story. And mm. it yeah. was, it was awesome. It was super awesome. Little miss Eden Tyler. She was wonderful, but we have that it was co- going back to speaking about like the partners being such a large part of it. That was the best part is that like every, like my husband was there for everything. Like he, when I was like, getting way too excited because i could feel that we were about to meet her he was like went into coach mode was like channel your energy yes. and calm down <laughs> and i was cool. like okay yeah god he's like this is game time oh, <laughs> I'm like, you're right it is game time. but he was like right there and it was just it was wonderful it was a wonderful experience and i wouldn't trade it for anything and we hands down as long as you know everything goes well like for our next baby we'll be doing it again because it was just one and then being able to just be there and not have to leave and you're just there with your new family and you're in your bed and you're in your house and you're like we're a family now and we just get to chill here this is awesome Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah it is really
3: magical
2: it's magic is 100 percent very very magical super thankful for that
3: So I have a question for you, Mackenzie, and I kind of want to put you on the spot a little bit of pressure, but as (laughs) it relates to some of the unplanned, unforeseen, maybe wouldn't have checked those boxes as preferred parts of your experience, like getting Mm -hmm. contorted into a pretzel and the position (laughs) not being optimal and some of the physical pain you experienced with that. Now those are some unplanned things and those were unforeseen events and there were some necessary, I guess we could say intervention because, you know, not mm-hmm. everyone has to be kind of manipulated in that way or or have someone facilitate moving baby's head out from under the pubic bone. For mm-hmm. some people, events or circumstances like that, and particularly if they are physically painful, could relate to that all in a certain way, whether it could have put a a mar on the birth experience, right? It could have been traumatic Mm -hmm. in some way. So Mm -hmm. I'm just curious if you have thought about or if you have any insight that you could share with other mamas who might be processing parts of their past birth experience or as they go into theirs where some things might come up that they're not necessarily planning or would not ideally like, what makes it different for you to not relate to it in that way that you could end the conversation with that it was this beautiful experience and you would do it again? You know, d- is there anything that comes up for you when you think about that? Like, th- do you kind of get what I'm asking?
2: <laughs> no, I totally get what you're asking. And I was just thinking, I, I like, thank you for putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, very much. It. I mean, it totally is traumatic, and I think okay, that's the other yeah. thing. Like speaking to speaking to your fears, is it the same thing? It's like speaking to your the trauma. Like I. 100 percent have had conversations about it that that part of the birth was traumatic because it was totally something not something that I was anticipating or something that I would have been like in my perfect birth situation this is what I would love to happen like I'd love to be contorted I'd love for my baby to get stuck yeah I'd love to be in pain (laughs) um but I think if I can offer anything for mamas it's that it's like Speak to the fact that it was really scary and that it was traumatic when you're looking back, like mm-hmm. if you're reflecting. you Unfortunately, just the like with the part of labor and life, you can't control how it's going to go. And that was that self-talk that I continuously had leading up that it doesn't make you less of a birthing person if it doesn't go the way that you thought, mm. if that's making any sense. Because that was another thing. That helped me not be so upset with it afterwards. It still scared me. And I definitely had to speak through. I mean, I'm speaking lightly about it now. But, like, I had a lot of moments where I broke down. Not as much from the pain that I went through with the labor. But the part of our daughter being born and not breathing right away. Like, that is a traumatic event. And you're that's allowed to be traumatic. Yeah, I feel like I'm talking in circles. But, like, allowing yourself to accept that like you can have trauma and it can also be beautiful like it doesn't make you a weak person because that was traumatic for you mm-hmm. is is a big thing yeah. if, does that make sense it does like, I yeah.
3: appreciate you saying all of that I think that was really well put and I think that's something that mamas can relate to and connect with and like this this space of permission and allowance and oh yeah. Letting everyone. It's a big deal. Yeah. Like let all the emotions come to the table. You know, everyone is allowed a seat, you know, all range of whatever comes
2: Absolutely. up for you. And then process as you need to from there. 100%. And it does not make you any less strong and any less amazing and any less of a mom or a dad or any like parent, partner, whatever, if you have those emotions. Yeah. And it doesn't take away from like the the beauty that you brought a person into the world like you're allowed to have those emotions and it still is beautiful but process them for sure because it's a lot yeah yeah
3: very well put thank you you yes I put you on the spot and you rose <laughs> to to it so thank, <laughs> thank you. you I was <laughs> trying I was trying <laughs> no that was great I I'm so grateful to you Mackenzie and to Alberto and to Eden for being a part of this tale that now you know, look at this this circle from sitting on a plane listening to us for the first time on an off chance, like, wonder what these two I crazy know. people out in Marietta are doing, <laughs> to now sharing your story on the same place, and there's going to be a woman on a plane listening to you. Yeah. You know, that's, woof.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. cool. It's so cool. No, and I totally get your emotion because it's just, you guys are doing such amazing, such amazing things, and knowledge is power. Like yeah. it's so wonderful. So thank you for creating that platform and creating such a big community to where more people can really truly like get that information so they can make a choice and yes. whatever they, there is no wrong way or right way to birth. Like you just, you got to know that you have all these different choices. And I'm super grateful that we got that information and, you know, got to make our own choice with what was best for our family.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm, wonderful. Keep but we are being
3: awesome, Mackenzie. Keep yes. Being hey, yes. thanks to you
2: guys.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. It's been truly a pleasure, and uh, yeah, we appreciate you, Mackenzie.
2: Thank you. saying to you guys. Much appreciation.
3: note about the Doing It At Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done